Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. It's the final words daily. Adam Collins with you and Jeremy Coney, my co-host. Very much my co-host with me. It's uh, we're at Cardiff. Proud. We're, we're I'm at very proud. We're at to be Cardiff. an even person. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first one day international between England's men and New Zealand. Uh, the hosts have done uh, a number of them on themselves in many respects. Uh, tell us all about New Zealand's thumping victory in about 30 seconds. Uh, slow pitch. New Zealand won the toss. Decided to bowl first. Uh, 50 runs off the power play by England for a start, then New Zealand pull them back, they take, claim three wickets and over overs 13 to about 26, only about three and a half runs and over, so therefore Stokes and Butler have to re-establish the innings, they are only scoring at sort of fives. And then Stokes goes, and in the final part of the uh, innings, then they start to score some runs. 291 in the end, not too bad. Southey quite expensive, Jameson quite expensive, Ravindra three wickets, very good from him. New Zealand will be pleased with that. And of course, also Henry. None for 45 from 10. Fantastic. He bowled extremely well. So then the chase, I didn't actually think New Zealand would find it as easy as it turned out. Young started well, Conway worked his way into his innings and then is a great manipulator once he gets going. And from that point on, once Young was dismissed by Rashid first ball, lovely delivery, um, New Zealand controlled the rest of the game very nicely. So 100 to Mitchell for a start. I, I mean, the way he batted there, I noticed just very quickly, 35, his first 35 runs came from 47 balls. His next 65 runs from 32 balls. And it shows you the way that he just controlled the way his innings and he became more and more and then hyper-aggressive at the end and was just raining sixes down on people down behind us. Conway also made a ton. Oh yeah. Uh, that, that's, that, I think your, your 30 second summary was 97 seconds the oh, other day. No. It's about a minute and a half then as well. I'm we're, doing better. We're getting better, incrementally yeah, yeah, yeah. better. Uh, Devin Conway also made a ton. It was a 180 run unbeaten partnership yeah. from 100, 52. if I can read my own handwriting, 152 balls. Correct. They hit about 50 runs from Rashid's last five overs when yeah. he came back, he, he cramped up, only bowled three 
um, in his first spell, came back on the ground after the final drinks break. And at that stage, England yeah. needed to go at sevens. Yeah. And yet they still won the game with 26 balls to spare. Yeah. My view, and you know, what a difference a week makes, by the way. I mean, we were having a conversation on SEN uh, when uh, when New Zealand lost the second T20. You know, I bowled out in 14 overs at Manchester yep. exactly a week ago thinking, gee, yep. I mean, I know New Zealand have a habit of coming into World Cups a little bit ropey than turning it on. But boy, they're a long way behind the eight ball here. Change of fortunes, change of format. They won the last two T20s. They have this huge confidence boost of winning the first one day international so convincingly. Yep. Daryl Mitchell may well be, well, I, I'd be keen on your thoughts. Is he their most important player now? It feels with each passing month, his stature, stature and status inside that dressing room grows. Yeah, look, he, he, he's going to run number four for New Zealand. I know they played Phillips up in the, in the T20s at number four, but I think in this, this format, he's got time. And the thing that impressed me today, apart from his, his hitting and so on, he does hit down the ground beautifully, but it was the measured pace at which he got, because he got, at a time, he just was having to work things out and the, the fields changed slightly and he, had, he it wasn't all easy for him in other words and I could see him just launching out and playing a wild stroke and getting out right. but he didn't he avoided that and he didn't take that easy route he said he took a single instead of trying to hit a four or a boundary and, and or boundary six so I, that was the part that pleased me about his innings he got through those difficult moments in his innings uh, let's go back to the start before we get back to the end so um, David Milan made 52 from 49 off the top in a, I mean, it shouldn't be a head-to-head -head with Harry Brook, but it's feeling like it might be. Brook makes 25 and gets out to an absolute brute from Ferguson. Uh, in Milan's case, he's bowled off his elbow by Ravindra. With Ravindra, just to come back to him, playing ahead of Santana, I know this won't be conclusive, him playing today and taking be. three wickets, but nevertheless, it shows a fair bit of faith in him when they... I'm assuming, would want to get game time into Santner as well just before a World Cup. Absolutely. Uh, Santner is New Zealand's number one left-arm spinner. There's no doubt about that. When they get to Ahmedabad and from there on, he will be the first choice. But Ravindra, they're trying to give him more bowling, which is a very good move, I think. And secondly, they'd love to have given him a bat today. And he's a batsman first and a bowler second. He, unfortunately, he didn't get it. Yeah, so Ravindra takes three wickets. I mean, three for 48 it's probably a touch flattering if we're being it honest. Was. I mean, he, 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 he wasn't put away by the England batters, the middle order. So they had to consolidate. England lose three for 21. The two openers both on 80. Yeah. And then they lose Joe Root, who top edges a, a slog sweep yeah. uh, on not many. And it's, it's 101 for three. The consolidation job is done by Butler and Stokes. Stokes yeah. returning to the side. There were three scores for England between 52 and 54, plus Butler, who makes 72. So none of them really were able to go on a monster New Zealand the way that Mitchell and Conway in a slightly different way. So Mitchell and Conway hit. 14 boundaries each. The difference was that Conway 13 fours and a six, Mitchell seven yeah. fours and seven sixes, which yeah. completely blew the game open. But earlier in the day, the pitch felt tacky enough that going all out assault with the exception of one Liam Livingston, three sixes in a row off Kyle Jamieson. They never had that flurry. And that, that might be just a wee bit concerning because remember that England four years ago always found a way to explode in the final, you know, five or ten overs. They didn't do it today. No, um, the openers didn't do it either. Normally they come very hard at you in those first ten overs. Milan played a few shots, but it wasn't as if he was trying to walk at the bowl, do something and shimmy and so on to put pressure on the bowler at the other end. And, you know, and Brooke wasn't either. Brooke looked as if he, I'm not quite sure what to do as, as an opener in an ODI. He's only played, what, three or four ODI eyes so far so and then to put him in an opener and then to have Milan at the other end as you say and a slight sort of bat off 
but I don't think that was the issue. The issue was more for me that he didn't quite know how to bat and when to go for his shots. That how, at what point do I start to play? And I, and I felt through it was rather awkward through those first ten overs for England, and then they got nowhere really, did they? And so then they started to lose wickets when they you know in the next few overs. So as far as the end of the game was concerned, I think there's a bit of a concern for England. They've got so many choices to do things. Is Willie the opening bowler or is Topley the opening bowler? Which one is it? Can you have them both on the same side? I know they'll make those choices as they go through these matches, but they've almost got too many choices. I mean, do you need two leg spinners out there? Or should Moanali? Now, I know that might be just game management. I don't know. But nevertheless, they, they need to get those players, I think, as Stuart was saying, at the end that they need to get those players into a position here where they know where they're going to bowl and they know when they're going to bat and they know what they're going to do in the first 10 and so on their roles yeah and and that choice paralysis if you like that you're referring to it's complicated yet further from Stokes now of course you want Stokes in the side at a World Cup for yeah. all that he can do on the big stage and the way that he routinely lifts um, his performance when England need it most. I mean, 52 from 69 upon his return today. The ball count there is a little bit deceptive because at that point that he came in, he and uh, it was Butler, wasn't it? Yes. They needed to stop for a bit and just consider their, their circumstances and they, yep. they battered in a more, I guess, traditional middle overs fashion where New Zealand chasing knew what they needed to do and were able to bat in a slightly more aggressive manner. But, but still, um, Stokes on his return, because he has to bat four, it does mean that there are... There are various moving parts. And the point about Will is an interesting one, right? So he played his 65th one-day international tonight. Couldn't believe he didn't open the bowling. I looked through it. This is the first time since his debut in 2015 where he hasn't opened. Every exactly. single one-day of between times he's taken the new ball because Willie, um, his you know, plan A is to swing the ball back yep. through the gate of the right-hander or to nick off left-handers. And he had a slightly older ball today, albeit coming on in over number six, I think it was. So not a huge difference, but from a sort of technical perspective. And meanwhile, Topley, who... We are conditioned to um, being very good for England, especially yeah. at the, the death. death. We yeah. never really got a chance today, and he looked no. a little bit out of rhythm as well. He did. He did. Uh, he he found that the ball, you know, swung for him, and then he couldn't quite find the line to start it, could he? So he bowled some overs with quite a few wides and no ball and so on. So the rhythm also wasn't quite there for him, and and then then Willie had a go, didn't he, at that yeah. second point? So they they lost those the the the, the difficulty and the danger of that new ball in the first four or five overs when you can sometimes a swing bowler can get a wicket that that had allowed New Zealand to get started. It's worth noting as well that Livingston made 52 from 40 so the highest strike rate as you'd expect and as we noted on commentary Jeremy like he's obviously in their best 11 right now but you wouldn't want a bad series right now either four one days against New Zealand three against Ireland which won't have quite as much import It'll be a different kind of squad there of course with a, a more junior side but but still it's important for him to start the series well and he bowled well for the first three overs until yes, of did. course Daryl Mitchell got a hold of him. Going back to the start of New Zealand's chase really impressed by Will Young I mean I know they only put on 60 odd but it was really well paced chase 60 odd in the first 10 for the first wicket 60 odd in the second 10 for the second wicket yep. young played his role up the top of the list both young and conway were happy to use their feet on a on a tacky surface and get to the pitch and slap through cover through backward point as well and and give themselves the best chance against the new ball young was the one who made the initial burst if you remember yep. and it was conway who was struggling for his timing and his rhythm mm. um, and young young is saying to to say finn allen if you're going to keep playing that way in this longer format, it may not be appropriate. Mm. And while New Zealand will like Finn Allen and the things that he does, he can't bat for just six balls. 
he's got to bat for a much longer time and he needs to work on that and the shape that he actually holds when he plays his cricket shots. If he starts swinging across the line, you lose your shape, you see the back shoulder come round, you open up your stumps. And he's been bold, if you think of it, even in the T20s, quite a lot, yeah. where he's been trying to hit over sort of wide long on. So he needs to start to change his method a little bit and Young is there is a more orthodox kind of player and he's got quite a wide range of shots and New Zealand have used him at, at sort of opening or at three within the last year so he's a, a ready-made replacement. Yeah, and he's very competent, we saw him make a first class turn a month and a half ago or so with Surrey, like sorry, Will, yeah, Will Young is a, 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 yeah, a, a, yeah, he's a very, yeah sorry rather for not against Surrey, yeah. he's a very good player so uh, Will Young will, will keep his name in the hat in terms of World Cup selection. A couple of fast bowlers that didn't, didn't go so well today, Gus Atkinson on one day debut, none for 47 from seven. Trying to play the Plunkett role, they've never really replaced Liam Plunkett, so that's a bit of a watch this space there. Perhaps more concerning, maybe the only real negative for New Zealand today is that Kyle Jamieson just, I don't know, just looks short of a galloper. He's yeah. been out for a long time, his first one day uh, for that stretch of time since he went down injured at Trent Bridge with the back injury last year. Played a couple of the T20s, but I mean, if you're looking at, say, you know, Matt Henry or Kyle Jamieson, I mean, Henry picks himself at the moment. Oh, Henry certainly. He's, he would be probably the first seamer picked, mm. actually. Um, but going back to, to Atkinson, I think, you know, England in 2019, Archer, yep. tick. And then you get Plunkett, tick. And he was really a very good bowler. He would have bowled differently out here, hitting them sort of the three-quarter sort of pace in the pitch hard, and it would it would stick in there and it would bounce a little bit. And you could only really hit it one way, and you can defend against that. And I don't think they really had that today. They didn't have that player. Um, as far as Jameson is concerned, yeah, they can't have Milne, Ferguson, Bolt, uh, Henry. Then there's one more to go. Mm. New Zealand have either got to pick Saudi or they've got to pick Jameson. So, and that, you would think, with the experience at this stage, would probably be Saudi, unless Jameson does some really good things. They're trying to get him fit. They're trying to have a look at him in this particular format, which suits him a little bit more than the change every delivery that is required in T20 cricket. He wants to start to get that kind of length and that consistency mm. that Henry has. Yeah. He's after that, and he hasn't quite got it yet. You know, he's only just come back, but that's what they would like to see from him. The one guy we haven't spoken about yet is the player of the match really, Devin Conway who made his fourth one day ton, 111 from 121 balls, so less flashy in the way he went about it, but what a banker for New Zealand, I mean he's got a, a batting average in one day cricket of 49, he's above 40 in all three international formats, only six guys in the history of international cricket can, can say that, um, and I mean he's, he's now for New Zealand, I mentioned Mitchell being their most important player, but as far as building a top order, I mean what a luxury in Devin Conway the left-hander. He is the absolute epicentre of those top three. That might change slightly if Williamson comes back and gets into some form, of course, but he is a banker. He is a world-class player. New Zealand love him there. And he is, if, as soon as he goes, as we saw even in the T20 format, such a short format, you know, people were lost. They didn't know quite what to do. Here he stayed there. Here he struggled for a start, found his timing. Then we saw some drives, we saw some cuts. He flicks well. Yep. He's got a lot of shots. 
um, and he plays spin quite well. He can sweep and reverse sweep as well. So he can manipulate the ball around the field and manipulate fielders around the ground, make gaps appear in the field. So he's got the whole game. And I'll tell you what else he is. He's a tough bugger. He is a guy that New Zealand like because when the intensity of a World Cup comes up, he will be there and he'll thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, Jeremy, uh, as we come towards the end of our chat today, it's mm. time for the Final Word Hall of Fame. The Final Word Hall of Fame is brought to what? you by our beautiful patrons. It's our right. most Final Word moment of the day, something that we've seen or detected or, or found in our travels that, 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 that took our fancy or, or made us laugh a bit or, or made us just smile. Um, anything on your radar on that front today for you? Well, the part I think I'll remember of the day was towards the end of Mitchell's innings mm. and the ease at which he decided... I'm going to put the foot down now. And the ease at which he just dispatched probably six, five, six of the seven sixes yep. straight down the ground, all virtually within about 30 metres of each other. <laughs> the crowd starting to cower slightly <laughs> as, he, as he would take a shimmy. You know, he was one. So, I mean, I will remember that just for just a clean, not the, not the you know, really smashing kind of shots, but just clean stroke making. Uh, for mine, what made me happy was getting here and the first thing I heard over the PA speaker was Catatonia playing Road Road. <laughs> And later we have Mulder and Scully, a, a, a very Welsh kind of soundtrack for a very Welsh kind of day, I suppose. Uh, this has been the Final Word Hall of Fame and the Final Word Daily brought to you by our glorious, beautiful, splendid patrons. Patreon.com forward slash the Final Word if you want to support the show and everything that we do. And how good we got Jeremy Coney co-hosting at the moment. We love having you <laughs> as a co-host. All right, that's it from us at Cardiff, Cheers. New Zealand. Do the job by eight wickets. Catch you on Sunday. And between time, story time will drop. I think in about 12 hours from now, something like that. Um, Jeff and I reckon it might be our best ever story time. Ooh. I might, have, might even get you to listen to it. Ooh. There are some things I think you'll enjoy, including Shane Warne and Danny Minogue. On that note, good night. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced in If my future questions my current senses That'd be the same we've been doing for centuries Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this So you know what I meant here I had to go about it